flag on wrong point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So for a life, you brave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, UNTD, to the UNTD Tub, Back to Black and White podcast. I'm Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today, we're going to be going over the Juve Cagliari match, and uh, what a snooze it was. Really should have just played the U23 players, but uh, we lose 2 nothing, obviously, on the road. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty boring game. I know a lot of people have been mentioning this, that uh, they've had a difficult time watching it, and I had to pick this thing up three times just to finish it. So it's uh, finally over. We got one more game left, obviously, against Roma. But uh, we're going to kind of discuss it. I think this is going to be more of talking about, you know, the, the Scudetto win, what it means to my guest. And uh, uh, we'll get into some other things that have been uh, the discussion as of late. Uh, so, again, the boring stuff, let's get that out of the way right away. So, please, guys, smash the subscribe. Drop a like if you listen to the podcast. Comment. Uh, click the bell for notifications. That's going to keep you up to date if you're on YouTube. Then on iTunes and Spotify, same thing. Please subscribe. Uh, that'll keep you up to date. Whenever the new podcast comes out, it'll end up directly in your feed. And uh, you won't have to do anything. You just have to open up the app and it'll start downloading. And uh, that helps me out. Obviously, any retweets and, and shares and all that kind of stuff, that helps me out. Gets new people on the podcast as well as uh, just spreads the word. And uh, like I said, it, uh, I, th- I thank you guys before but as always thank you guys for all the support and uh it really uh it's been really good obviously now this is episode number 28 uh another it's gonna be another first uh first time guest first time podcaster uh Sergio from Cluj Romania welcome to the show bud nice to be here thank yeah. you for having yeah, and it's too bad we couldn't get your uh, get your. Well, at least it's it'll be a little bit maybe smoother now that your video's off. But you had a you had a very nice jersey on, and you have a very nice beard too. So it's too bad everyone else won't be able to see that. But that's all right. Um, thank you for coming on. It's uh, a late one here for me, at least. I know. Good morning to everyone in uh, in Romania, but for yeah. me, it's it, we're up late, but uh, we keep going on. Uh, you know, first things first, obviously, your new guest and obviously someone who hasn't been on a podcast before. So let us know. How did you become a UV fan, uh, Sergio? Uh, well, I became a UV fan somewhere at the end of the 90s. Okay. I think, I think the, the shift changed in, uh, in my uh, customs of watching football from uh, the Romanian Championship, which was turning worse and worse every year, 
And I became disillusioned by that and started watching uh, the Champions League and then I saw yeah. Juventus and, you know, I actually saw the final, the, the, the Real Madrid final of 98 and I was disillusioned that, you know, that they lost. And, you know, I started watching them more frequently because we didn't have too much access to, to the Italian uh, championship, to the Lega Serie A. But eventually uh, time changed and we, I started watching them more and more. And uh, I got hitched when I was uh, 12 and now I'm, I'm here and I'm almost 34. There you go. There you go. So is it a pretty big community in, in Romania that cheers for Juve or are, are you in the minority? Uh, I think I'm a minority. I'm, I remember that the last uh, finals, uh, the Cardiff final, actually, I watched it. I was the only one with the Juve shirt in a bar full of Real Madrid players. Oh, well, too, that's too that, bad. And, and when we scored, I yelled harder than everyone else. And, you know, they looked, they all turned their heads and looked at me. And uh, <laughs> I was like, what? You don't cheer for it when your team scores? <laughs> <laughs> true enough, true enough. And, so, you know, uh, never had any issues. So, but I did meet, I did meet Inter fans. I actually work with an Inter fan. Oh, so, God. he was like, don't put your cap on. And I'm like, why? Because I'm an Inter supporter. Well, where your cap then? I don't mind. <laughs> That's funny. I know, especially after this year. That, that that'll be interesting. How about in uh, Romania? Uh, is is your team Cluj or like before? Obviously, you said you're you're watching uh, Romanian football, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, no. So Romanian football, you know. I didn't have any any sympathies for anyone in particular, but oh, okay. I did watch a fair share of games. Uh, I used to like Rapid in Rapid Bucharest in like very old times, yeah. But you know, uh, ever since they they discovered that they were doing a crap ton of match fixing, I became the solution, and I said, you know what, this this ain't worth it for me. And I, I still went to the stadium, for example. As a kid, I didn't have access to, to a stadium where you could see uh, a top-tier match, for example. Right. So when I came to Cluj uh, 12 years ago, uh, you know, have a big stadium, they play in the first league and whatnot, I went to the matches. But, uh, spoiler alert, almost... 90% of the uh, uh, Romanian first division or first league uh, matches, you can sleep easily through the 18th, uh, 80th minute. And then if someone, you know, stumbles into the ball, they might score once or it might end up uh, nil-nil. So you can see through my sheer excitement why I'm not very much interested in, in this type Fair of enough. football. <laughs> It, it, it's degrading more and more. Uh, viewership is, is uh, you know, I think that the TV ratings are good, but yeah. if you go in the stadiums, they barely have three, four thousand. Only at, uh, at the big matches, they have, they can, you know, fill up a stadium. 
but uh, that's you know twice a season. Yeah, and uh, well, then there was that oh, whole con- there was that whole controversy, right, with uh, with Stava, Stava, Bucharest. Yeah. yeah, you know, with the whole logo controversy, I remember hearing about, and uh, yeah, I, I was uh, I was a big fan when I was younger of uh, this YouTube channel called Copa Ninety, and I mean they're kind of different now, but they 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 explored a lot of teams at the beginning, and they would go to like. Uh, they would go to a lot of Eastern European countries and, and and look at the atmospheres, and they were ridiculous, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. in a good way. Uh, but yeah, so they kind of talked about the whole story about how the owner was, you know, there's a whole controversy with the owner, and then they changed the name and yeah. they lost the so, team, and then they had to buy it back, and they had to buy it back, and all that kind of stuff. So but they didn't. They didn't. So technically, what happened is that they created a new entity which has a stupid name yeah so they took like the what's it called the initials so football club tawa bucharest yeah which is which used to be the the former name and they bundled the the initials together and now it's FCCD. and i'm like why yeah FCCD, sorry and you know, the the Romanian patent office said, you know, it works. It's fine by us. <laughs> but uh, that's the issue because you know uh, it followed Soviet tradition, and Soviet tradition said that every big enterprise, every big company, la la la, had to have its very own uh, football or any sports team. That's why you had all the kinds of, uh, even uh, one of the, this kind of themes is gas methane medias, which means methane gas medias. So it used to be formed by the guys who were working on the gas company. Plants, yeah. yeah. So Tawa, for example, used to be, uh, well, is actually, that's why they don't have it. It used to be, uh, a club run by the army, similar to Red Star of Belgrade um, uh, oh. or Ceska uh, Moscow. Moscow. So it it works on the on the same on the same pattern, uh, and that's what happened. The army said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna keep our our logo, and it, you know the former logo was nice." Because you know you have pretty much you have the the national heraldic uh, uh, styling of uh, of Romania you have it on on the background. Right. But then the owner said I'm not paying for that and you know you can keep it and the army said you can be sure that we'll keep it and you know now you have two two different teams and one one the the army team you know plays some. Something like I don't think it's amateur, semi-pro, something of sort. I don't think they're qualified in to play in the first league. Yeah, but then right. I, I I don't follow them that much because you know we have uh, we have an issue is is a tabloid tabloidization of the sports news. So they're more about what new car they bought, what new girlfriend they have, than what you know, 
they scored three goals and they defeated by themselves a, a, a team. So I I don't even watch the news anymore because of this. <laughs> yeah, I know that's pretty crazy, eh? But uh, especially with the history that club had, I mean, I believe they they made it to the European final. No, they uh, actually won. Did they win? Did they win the yes. final? Okay, yes. there you go. So yeah, I mean, such a big club, so, right? It's it's so they won. Before there was the, the Champions League, there used to be the European Champions Cup, the ECT. Right. And every year, it's, so when, when they have like the sports news on May 7th, we remember that night in Sevilla, la la la. Because, yeah. you know, uh, they won it at, at uh, penalty kick, and uh, Dukadam, their goalkeeper, uh, blocked four. That's why he's so famous. So he blocked uh-huh. four. So every, every year on May 7th, it's like, you know, uh, we, that's my, my main issue with, with Romanian football. We remember that night, but we don't try at all to recreate it, right? Well, first of all, we can't because the, the table has shifted too much from, uh, from underneath us at this point. You, right. can't, you can't compare a club that, you know, barely does any investments to someone who dumps a hundred million in, in a player. But, you know, if they would have the will, they would go at least in the quarter, quarterfinals at least, you know. Right. Get, or get yourself in the, in the groups. Do something. Yeah, I know. But it's I crazy. Don't... It's crazy, the, the slide, right? But... Yeah. And I mean that was against Barcelona too. Uh, I'm just looking that up right now. But yeah, 1986, the yeah. first remaining club to, club to win the European uh, final. That's that's unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, no football is completely different now. Um, completely different. And you even look at the new jerseys and the new logo, like this logo here, and it's. Uh, you know, it's debatable what people think about it. A lot of there's a lot of negative connotation. A lot of positive people are thinking. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of more on the negative side, but I get the way things are going. But uh, yeah, it's tough. You you look at it like you said. It's been in a constant decline in in Romania, and you know what happens when clubs start you know losing money and. And not being able to afford, and then there's talks of super leagues and this and that. And does that mean yeah. the end? Of, does that mean the end of all these uh, storied clubs that are smaller? And I don't know, but uh, definitely lots to think about it because there's they're always talking about it. Yeah, um, obviously. Point, oh, go ahead, at boss. Point, uh, at this point, they'd better make some some legends league. So you know. If, if we want to see the, the football of, of some years ago, they should have a legend league of some sort. You know, you, you, yeah. you would see like 40, 50 year olds running after the ball. They still have, they still have it in them. They might be a little bit slower. You know, they might not be Raheem Sterling, but you know, they, they still run after the ball. They can change as many times they want. <laughs> Everyone's happy. And yeah. all the money gathered should go to charity. Hey, there you are. First time here. That's a good idea. UEFA and FIFA would would have an issue with that. I suspect. Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah. 
they they drain every they'd suck every dollar out of that they could. Uh, but you know, going back to uh, to the Romanian football, I I remember one tidbit. So uh, given that the new owner of the FCSB or the former Stella. Uh, used to be a shepherd when he was uh, younger, right? Uh, I'm not going to get into the controversy of him getting rich and blah, blah, blah. But uh, given that he was a shepherd, someone suggested, how about, you know, they do a new club logo and they put a sheep on, on it. <laughs> but, you know, that, that, that's a very malicious comment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but that's that's our Romanian soccer scoop for the uh, for for the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome, yeah. man. I love to hear that kind of stuff. I love to hear these stories. It's it's interesting because there's so many different things. And like I said, if I didn't watch another channel that basically told us, I would have had no clue um, yeah. about Romanian football at all. And uh, yeah, it's crazy to see how things can happen. And there's been quite a few teams that have separated that from their original logos and you know one owner's like yeah i'm taking i'm keeping the team and stuff like that and yeah or there's a there's a controversy with with an owner not having enough money and then the team's got to restart you look at parma to me for instance and now they're in the top flight again but you know it's tough uh it's tough running a team and lots of shit like this can happen and if you get a greedy owner or whatever i mean it's more than likely uh, going to happen, uh, remember, especially when there's now. not a lot of money, right? Yeah, I remember Zamparini now. Oh, yeah. The, it's, yeah you look at Palermo. Palermo's in the fourth div, right? So they got to make their way all the way back up, too. Yeah, uh, well, he didn't give, a, he didn't give no. two colors on it. He was like, nah, I don't care. Oh yeah, well, that's what happens when you're rich, right? You don't need to worry about anything. You could switch coaches 50 times in a season, and it yeah. almost seemed like every week they had a new manager on the bench. Uh, but yeah, it was crazy. Uh, let's get into some news, uh, Sergio. Yes. Obviously, Pjanic is going to be suspended for the last game. Uh, he picked up a, a yellow card, so he's his card. That's. That was most likely his last game in a Juve. Uh, well, depending on what happens in Champions League, could be one of his last matches in a Juve uniform. Uh, obviously, we get into uh, you know th- this big debate on who wants to be. Uh, you know, was it a good idea to play these guys in this game? Uh, was it better to use U twenty threes? And there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about that. Yeah. Obviously, our jerseys came out. The new jerseys came out. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the new jerseys? Because uh, I think I, it's a sh- I think it's a shambles, man. Honestly. Yeah, I looked at it and I'm not impressed. That I I I don't want to buy it at all. So actually, I went before before I got on 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 the call with you. I uh, I actually went to the UV store. Uh, online. Apparently, there is no stock. Or either they're they're remaking the website or they're arranging the stuff. Because I wanted to buy the 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 one from this season, and you know there was nothing anywhere in no section. I 
triple check my, my settings. So the, this one, even if it, you know, was a bit too radical, but please, why the stripes are this way? Why did it need this? Yeah. So I have a lot of questions and, uh, you know, there, there goes certainly an, un, an answer, but, you know, they could have done better in, yeah. in, on this side. Well, actually, we can get into this, and I think it's pretty good since we're talking about the jersey. I mean, someone online, uh, or I think I believe it, well, UVAJ and me had a conversation about, he was talking about exclusivity. Now, I won't get into that right away, but in terms of the jersey, I mean, there's too much going on. Like, even even if they kept the stripes the way they are, that's fine. You have a gold logo with a gold Adidas logo. And then you have a Jeep logo that's gold with a black outline. And then you have, like, white trim around the collar. And then the numbers are supposedly all black. So it's just like, it's just like a bit part design. It's like, no, the, it should have been gold with an outline or just gold and gold numbers like match it like it's too much and i know why I, they did i know why they did the numbers that way because they've always had difficulty in the past getting them approved i don't know if you remember in uh, 1415 but they had yellow numbers to begin the preseason and those were supposed to be the, they say yeah. they're the they said they were the preseason numbers, but those were supposed to be the numbers for the season. Uh, the only reason they became the preseason numbers was because Serie told them that the yellow wasn't uh, wasn't bright enough, or uh, it, it visually it wasn't appealing. So they they denied them letting use those numbers. So they had to go to all black numbers, which were nice, uh, but. I find they always have a problem when it comes to like there was a lot of complaints with the uh, with the yellow numbers, uh, with the red numbers that we had in the mid two thousands. So they've had lots of problems with that. So I, I'm not surprised that they uh, they didn't go that direction. But I don't what know. What I understand completely is why, if the the logo the well, which I. You know, I accepted it because, you yeah. know, that's what they wanted. Uh, why, if it, you if you decided it to be black, why do you change it now to gold? <laughs> right? So, on on the jersey that I have on me now, the yeah. Adidas was, was, you know, goldish, right? The Jeep was normal, was white with, yeah. uh, with the Jeep, with, you know, with... Uh, bold and uh, black uh, outline, and the J was black. I mean, why don't you leave it? If, you know, the good old saying: if it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. Sure, sure, you need to come out with a with a new with a new design, but can you stick a bit to the to the to the script? I mean, yeah. if you if you have had the 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 J black. Sure, I'm fine with it. But who knows? Yeah. They, in this day and age, they shift and, and twist the jerseys. I remember that we we played once with the with the special edition yeah. of a jersey. You know, I understand it's all about the money and the marketing. 
Right. But sometimes, sometimes I'm against it. <laughs> because yeah. it, it breaks it breaks tradition. But you know, maybe in the newer generations of fans, uh, they're not that uh, easy to persuade as we are. So yeah, have- I know. Because like I said, even though I don't like, even though I'm not necessarily a big fan of it. I'm still going to buy all the jerseys anyway, so... Yeah, I like the stripes. The stripes I like. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's kind of growing on me now. Every time I see it, it's a little bit different. I'm like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought. But, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely... It's going to be interesting. Obviously, you talk about youth uh, and this movement they're making. Like I said, I got into a conversation with Juve AJ, who is uh, obviously part of the Bianco Neri show. But uh, I think we we're talking about exclusivity. And he was making a point that obviously with Roma and Inter being part of Nike, it was better that we were the only Italian club uh, being part of Adidas. Now, I don't know. What what have you thought of Adidas so far? Uh, of what they've done and, and, and how... Like, I mean... In terms of money wise, we're still below uh you below the, the big clubs. Yeah. Well obviously the the English teams and a lot of the English teams and the, the Spanish Giants and Bayern and stuff like that. We're still making less than those clubs, even though we added Ronaldo. But uh to me yeah, it, but it, we signed when we signed the agreement, it yeah. was what, twenty ten, eleven, something of the sort? No, but they, they, they just made an extension uh, just recently, boss. Oh, and they, so they haven't re- renegotiated the, the, the cards, you know, the, the ace that is Ronaldo in terms of marketing. You no, know, they, get, they have. They have, but, you know, I... Oh, you think they'll, they're, they'll do it again? Yeah, possibly. possibly. But I think... So from this perspective, uh, I remember that at the time they gave us more money than Nike would have. That's one. True. Uh, so I think that's a positive. They brought new elements. For example, the the one that I have, the one with the button uh, color. That yeah, I like, me, I like that one. Yeah. That for me was amazing. And uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. They will give us something better next year. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> but it, there's this this issue from my perspective. So you have you have a, a very uh, low pool of selection right now, right? right. You have Nike or Adidas. Then you have uh, what are the alternatives? Yoma, uh, Lotto. Macron, uh, Macron, yeah. Kappa, and like uh, you said, Lotto, Armour, and Under Armour, right? Yeah. Which used to do uh, shirts for uh, Tottenham. So I don't know if any of these, you know, outside Nike and Adidas, who who has the money to shower yeah. <laughs> over us to the same degree that these two have, right? And if they have the interest of, of showering us with that much money, so we'll have to stick with them for the yeah. time being. 
Or uh, I I haven't paid so much uh, attention to to Nike kits in the in the last period. But if I uh, if I remember the old ones, they weren't extremely innovative. At least we're innovative, even if it's if it's a bit of a crappy design. Yeah. But at least it, it, it goes beyond the, the the square, right? It starts coloring outside the square. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's tough. I, I, I just don't find Adidas pushes our stuff as, as much as the other clubs. And uh, I think when you when you got to compete with Mad U, Real Madrid, and Bayern, it's tough. Uh, I've, yeah. I've, been, I've been to stores in, obviously, Canada, and uh, we get, like, one hanger. Uh, and I've been to different places, and it's the selection isn't great. They barely have any merch. I even looked on the U.S. site today. Your best bet is still to buy off the Juve store, um, and re- and really, the fans are going to be going there anyway. So I'm, I'm not I'm not kind of uh, I'm not I'm not saying they're not they're not going to go there because we we go there anyways and buy the stuff. So that's not a big deal. But I think in terms of pushing Juve's merch, I don't see it that that that's my only problem with Adidas. Again, these designs, I think they've kind of gone off the rails a little bit. You look at Real yeah. Madrid stuff, uh, it's very, very well done. Uh, I've looked over the past few years on, on what they've had, and they, don't, ch- they, they don't change they it to the level say. we do. Yeah, they had a bigger say, but I think uh, Agnelli, uh, Agnelli is uh, more uh, progressive. Yeah. To use, uh, maybe it's an improper term, but, you know, he's more open to... to uh, diverse uh, design ideas. So, yeah. and Real Madrid is, is more conservative on their side. That's True. why they, they keep it theirs. Theirs is kept in in a let's say <laughs> a plate, a format, a, a well-established format of the sort, right? That's why it's not evolving as much. Because I, if 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 they let the the designers, you know, go wild on it. What would they get? Yeah, well, <laughs> they'll, they'll get paint. They'll get paintbrush stripes over their jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like I said, I'm gonna get used to this one. I just find that we look at the jersey and you see no no name. Uh, and I've heard this from obviously shout out Luca at the real Juve stop, uh, but. He's telling me, you know, people go to the stores, and obviously this is with this year's, right? Because this jersey just came out uh, on the 31st. So mm-hmm. he's saying, you know, even when they had the Juventus above the logo, you know, people don't, they, they didn't see, they didn't know who it was. Now you could say, okay, this is in Canada, but Canada, you know, one stat that surprised me, uh, in terms of youth, soccer is the most played sport. No, you'd probably think it'd be hockey, but just the fact that uh, it's so much cheaper to get into soccer in terms of, and, and it's easier, right, to get into soccer. One, it's a summer sport. Uh, hockey, you got to buy all that equipment. It's really expensive. Plus, you well, got to pay. It just blew my mind with this one. I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, football or soccer. Uh, yeah, exactly. Calcio <laughs> is the most played sport among youth, and I, and I think about yeah. even young people. Uh, in terms of adolescent, you know, teenagers and stuff like that, yeah, it's 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 the most played. Um, and 
So when someone tells me, okay, well, we have the jersey in the store and people are are constantly asking me whose jersey that is with this new logo, that doesn't sound good to me. You know, that, that doesn't sound like the branding's working. It's brand that we're trying to create. So that's the problem I have. Now, I mean, well, it, the, the, argu- well, the argument that, that, Ale- that uh, sorry, AJ was trying to make was that we needed exclusivity in Italy. Now, in Italy, the fans are going to, if you're a Juve fan, you're going to buy whether Inte- whether Merda is, uh, is a, has a Nike jersey or Roma has a Nike jersey. If Juve was a Nike jer- was was with Nike, you don't need exclusivity in Italy. You already dominate the market as it is. So yeah. I don't even know why that was. I don't know what Adidas doing. Adidas, what you want Adidas to do is push the brand outside of Italy or even outside of Europe, right? Because in Europe, everybody knows. You know that there's Champions League. There's you know so much coverage. It's unbelievable. And but you, you want to push the market, obviously, to Asia, Africa, South America, there. and North America. And, and I don't see Adidas doing a good enough job, to be honest. Yeah, the issue there, which I I I see directly, is that maybe if the guys in Canada don't recognize the the jerseys in Canada, does Adidas do the jerseys for any of the Local football teams that play in the MLS? Uh, no, they do. Well, see, the only two teams in MLS are Toronto and Vancouver, right? So yeah. you do see those, but not even to the same extent. Uh, we do have a local team, but that's by Macron. Uh, but they just started like a year and a half ago, I want to say. And how about hockey, Jeremy? Well, yeah, hockey, hockey Adidas took the contract because... They bought re they bought Reebok way back when. Yeah. And so Reebok I see, was... it, I see it as as this. So even if they have the, the deal, exclusivity deal in Italy and whatnot, you can't negotiate at the same on the same uh, par with teams that have a larger brand recognition. But at the same time, yeah. okay, let's let's put it like this. From from the uh, football perspective of the European uh, looking outward, right. the North American market is not that. Yeah, it's it's huge, but it's not that representative. And if you insist on the Asian market, it would make more sense because right. if you whenever we play a game, even if it's on Legacerial, it's on our page, the the Ronaldo fanboys. The uh, squad appears in the comments, and you know they're Indonesian, they're Malaysian, they're uh, Chinese, whatever, right? Right. So they're gonna buy the T-shirt. But are they gonna and, buy the real one? <laughs> yeah, that that that's another issue. That's another issue. Because everybody everybody keeps talking about this, you know, forty million followers, but are they buying the real merch? And that that that's so, the big question. It, if they would, if they would, Adidas would would throw us a bigger bone. I'm I'm of this. I, I believe this. So from my perspective, I see the fact that you know if they would actually buy the real merch and you know it needs not be the forty million. It could be half. It could be even ten million. You would right. see 
you would see the the impact of people actually buying original merch. But yeah. then you have you have the sweatshops which make uh, knockoffs which go for five dollars or whatever they go well, for. And even here, people buy them too, right? I mean, like I said, people, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the piss on people, you know, not affording stuff. You know, everybody's yeah. in everybody's in their own situation, right? But I'm just saying. If you're looking at it as, as a business perspective and finances perspective, I mean, you know, 40 million followers mean jack shit when, unless they're buying, right? So, uh, and then again, there's the issue that I have with, with the jerseys themselves, with the pricing. The pricing for me, huh. as an Eastern European, right, you kind of see the dent in, in, your, in your paycheck if you... Yeah. If you pay, uh, you know, if you customize it and la la la, it goes all the way to yeah, yeah, 140 euros. I mean, what sane man would actually do it? So we get in the issues that it's 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 uh, present in the in the gaming industry. Why don't you have tiered prices? You know, depending on on the on the country. So if they would make it cheaper, I'm not gonna say you know. If you want to customize it, take it down from 140, take it down to 90. Oh, but if you adjust it a bit, the diehard fans will spend that money, but you know, right. adjust in such a way that we may afford. Or you do as me, you wait for the new kids to get out, and you buy the old one. Yeah. Because you yeah. know, I can afford it now. Thank you very much. Yeah, 40% off, guys. Go check out the uh, UV store if you yeah. want your. Uh... Eight or your your nineteen twenty jersey, but yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. It's ridiculous, and I mean, you know, I'm kind of crazy and I'm stupid in that sense. But uh, and obviously, I'm I'm lucky enough that I that I'm able to afford uh, you know getting jerseys every year. But yeah, no, I I definitely uh, I definitely sympathize with you, man. But I th- I think that's what needs to be improved on. Uh, but anyways, let's get into obviously U23. Today, oh obviously Pirlo was announced as the U23 coach. Uh, just want to give him a congratulations, and he also threw a lot of shade at, at Milan. Milan f- fans were uh, in tears all over uh, all over the social networks because they uh, found out that their uh, you know once legendary well, they used to call him a legendary their legendary midfielder. Now they're just taking the piss and shitting on the guy. After all, he's done for them just because he said that he wasn't close to the team anymore. So, what are your thoughts on Pirlo with the U23? Well, I hope he finds someone to whom who can do a data transfer. Not not a hundred percent, but you know, someone that doesn't look at their feet when they're passing would be nice to have. If he can instill that in in the midfielders and and the vision of play in the others, in the others, I'd say that we have we have a bright future ahead of us. But you know that remains to be seen. And the fact that uh, Milan uh, fans got butt hurt, hey, uh, times change. <laughs> yep, times exactly. change. Times change, and I'm, you know it's it's something that yeah could have been avoided. But if if the man wanted to, to say something, he that is. So that's it. Yeah, and hey, I mean, if I if 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 I was a player and I and you told me, 
yeah, you're not good enough anymore, and we don't want you anymore, and kicked you out of the team. Yeah. I don't, know if I'd, I don't know if I'd want to go back either. Yeah, and it, if you look at him, his example, you know, he was discarded as not being needed as, uh, right. as, uh, as the has-been. And then, you know, they turned into the has-been, and yeah. he was a winner. So, yeah, I, I want... I want some some of that that Pedro DNA to to get dumped into the veins of, of the younger younger players. I want to see something good in, in the young kids. And yeah, actually, exactly. when in the actual match, the the Cagliari match, I I saw Muratore. You know, I I know he's already sold, but you know he wasn't walking. On the goddamn pitch, he right. ran. He actually crossed. I mean, I, in in the WhatsApp group, I said, "Look, someone actually is crossing." He tried, you know, as as compared to the other, uh, you know, to the base players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah and so, I think uh, and guys, check good. out. Oh, go ahead. Hello, please, please, carry on. No, no, I was just going to say, guys, check out the WhatsApp group if you're not part of it. Obviously, that's where you're going to find uh, Sergio, myself, and a whole bunch of others. But, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of uh, a big theme, obviously, the fullbacks. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I think we need to get use out of these players. Um, you know, they're, they're trying to make this big statement that we're going to be using. Obviously, now they've signed Pirlo as the coach. But uh, I, I think we got to stop talking about it and actually do it. Uh, we sell a lot of these guys, and uh, I think we need to put our money where our mouth is and invest in it enough, build, start building players from the ground up. And I, and I think it's only going to help us in the future. I mean, when when you can pull guys from your youth team like Barcelona did, like uh, Real Madrid did, it's it becomes way easier for you. Uh, you don't have to spend as much money in the transfer market. You can, you can fine-tune your team to a point where, okay, we need a fullback this year. Okay, go pick one up. We need a number nine. Go pick one up. But we have a core that we built from the ground up. So I yeah. think I think there's nothing but good that could come out of this if they actually invested it and take the time, get the right scouts, uh, you name it. But, I mean, if it's just something to be like, because we have enough money to do it, you know, we're going to keep it kind of what what it, what it's been like, then... I don't know. I'm not really confident in it, but we'll see what happens. Uh, there's still a long way to go. And uh, good luck to to Pirlo. Thank you, uh, Maestro, for choosing us. And hopefully, uh, we can uh, you know win some trophies with the U23 team. Well, actually, I actually think that you know after some seasons, I think he will do the the step up to really uh, either okay. to the team. So I could see him do that. Do it. I don't think so. Okay, U23 is one thing, right? right? Most of the most of the 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 coaches or managers, whichever way you want to put it, starts with Serie C, Serie D, Eccellenza, you know, like the lower right. lower leagues, right? <clears throat> well, he decided to do it his way, right? So he's he's training the the U23. Which is in Serie C, by the way. Right. right. 
And he'll, he'll gather a lot of experience there. So after two, three seasons, if all goes well, I can see him do the shift towards bigger leagues, right? So Serie B or Serie A, for example. Even if he goes trains Verona, for example. Or who knows? Right. We, we might never know. But I, I hope, I hope it's, it's going to be uh, some sort of a Zidane moment for us. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet, eh? That would I be pretty sweet. Really, I truly hope. I mean, the man has, has, has a, a, a clear vision of what should be done on, on the pitch. And I think it's, it's going to morph into, into a great uh, coach. I hope. I yeah, really let's hope. let's see what happens because obviously Muratone has been, like you said, has been pretty good, and Zanamakia has, has also raised some eyes. So uh, yeah, but I understand I understand the idea of ba- uh, you know balancing the book. So right. it, it it makes sense for us to to end the the fiscal year not in the red because. You know, well, you have not, to. We had to. We're right? not Manchester City. We cannot present ourselves to to the court of uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> what's it called? Uh, CAS court yeah, court yeah. of arbitration of sport. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we we can't go there and be like you know we hired seventeen lawyers. Please represent us and get us out of the mud. No. So it's it's better if we balance the both, but for. For the future generations, for the future uh, rosters of the U23, I think he's going to be a, a positive influence. And I hope, and I hope there there will be collaboration. If it's Sari, if it's not going to be Sari, whoever's going to be on the bench, I hope right. it's someone who has this mentality of you know, how about we pluck a youngin from our team right. and ship him and see what he does yeah. because. The way I see it, they're more malleable at that point. So if you're if you're twenty something, you kick the ball around for what seven, eight years, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you 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 know the basics, but once you get under the the spell of a great coach and he he instills in you a lot of confidence, and then you have players like uh, Ronaldo on the pitch to to give you motivation. I think you can do a lot. Yeah. So. I would like to see, to like, like to see some 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 new kids plucked in, in from the the Primavera or the U23 and placed there, and let's see something happening. Yeah, I agree. I agree, uh, Sergio, 100. percent And hopefully that's going to be like that in, in the Roma game. Uh, I hope that lineup is full of those players. And uh, but yeah, let's obviously a quote from DiBala. It can be hard to be maintained the concentration and ambition, but every victory is special. I think that's the most important thing. I like to win. My teammates like to win, and the club likes to win, and it's that desire that makes us winners. But, of course, it helps that we have the strongest players in the world at every position. I don't know about that, but uh, we're proud of ourselves. <laughs> to win nine titles in a row is incredible, and we're already thinking about the 10th. I think that's kind of been made a point. Um, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions, obviously, about the Scudetto before we get in briefly about this game, which I think really didn't mean anything. And it was more of a glory hunting for Ronaldo to get the goals. But uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, he didn't score any. So uh, 
yeah, he's he, he that probably that pretty much seals it for him. Uh, I'd be I hope he really doesn't play against Roma, but uh, so what did this this Scudetto? I keep asking everybody because I kind of want their opinion, but you know what what does the Scudetto mean to you? Obviously, one being the thirty eighth in our history, and two being nine straight. It's it's uh, well, I think the tenth will be the pinnacle of of our hegemony over the uh, right. Serie A, but. This, to me, was a Scudetto one with, I'd say, the least effort. We fumbled so much. We missed games that should have been won. We screwed up every opportunity to score most of the time. I felt at, at times that I was back. So seeing Bonucci... Yes, uh, Marco will have a will will be very pleased to hear this. So, uh, seeing Bonucci uh, screw up as he used to do in the times of Vucinic and Matri, way back when, right when we had the, the pink right. uh, the kit. Yeah. What happens? Have you gone? You know, has Alzheimer's kicked in? You're going <laughs> back to younger self. You know, I was, and not not only Bonucci, like the entire team, to me it seemed like it, it's some, uh, either they're revolting or they're, they're, I don't know, they were tired, they were done with, with it, I don't know. But what I know for sure, that I wait for this season to end, they can get their rest. And whatever they want to do, you know. Yeah. However, it's less in these conditions. But hey, when you're a multi-millionaire, I think you can you can find yourself a very nice yacht, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hope they'll, you know, they'll have this, this brief period if they if they can catch their breath in this period between this game and this. Uh, the return leg with Leo, so that we see something different. I'm very, very hopeful to see something different. I swear to God. Because if I see another, you know, another team that looks so bereft of any, any sort of motivation or willingness to win the game, you know, when I went to, to uh, Torino to see a match, some years ago, I went to the stadium. Okay. Like, there's this tradition in, in, in Calcio to, for the fans to yell, wake up to the players. And that's what we all did. When, when Dybala was, you know, some meters away from me, we all yelled, Sveglia, which means wake up. Yeah. And then, then he scored too, and it, it, it was all fine. You know, it, it worked. I want them to wake up and, you know, do you really want to win it? Then go show us something different. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. And uh, I think, like, you you hit it in the nail on the head. It's been, a, it's been a really, you know, mediocre season in terms of, you know, stats. But we want, nonetheless, uh, you got to celebrate that. Like, 
like no other because you don't know uh, when the next one's going to come. Uh, we assume it's going to come next year, but you never know. And uh, that's why I enjoyed it. Uh, I had a crack open a few beers, sat outside in the nice weather, and just, uh, you know, reminisced about obviously the past, and even the season, some of the nice moments. But yeah, next thing, is, uh, next thing up is obviously Champions League. Now, before we get to that, before I ask you about that, uh, who was your MVP of the season? Well, I'd say Ronnie. Ronaldo did do his his, his uh, part. Bit, yeah, his part there and, and done the job. But I think uh, Delict showed a very very good season. He started. I think. Yeah, I could I could go with both of them because Delict had come fresh, right? right. And at at first we all blamed him for, for uh, you know this ain't a volleyball tournament. Stop hearing the ball with your hand. <laughs> yeah. and, and then he, despite all adversity, he got better and better. Yeah. And now I feel extremely confident when I see him on the field. And he gives me the same peace of mind that Celini is to. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with both of them. So uh, Ronaldo for the amount of goals scored and keeping us uh, on track, even though... So he started well, and then Tom turned, uh, you know, badly on uh, on the road. On the road, and then you have the other uh, redemption arc for uh, for uh, Delhi. So these two would be my my MVPs for the season. And then in Champions League, where do you see us going? Are you are uh, you one of the, are you one of those that are saying we got a great chance? Are you saying? Not at all. So, no, I... I'm, uh, well, given my... Uh, so this, this goes outside football for me. So uh, through my life experience, I, I prefer to remain cautiously optimistic. Uh, I'd say we have, we have a chance, but that remains to be decided uh, in the end. So if we pass that, we shall see where we go from there. But it all depends on how the players present themselves on the pitch. If they're motivated, if they're rested, if they... I think I, I keep going back to the willingness. And at times, you know, if you look at the statements, the statements are pretty much on par. Right? They all say the standard stuff. Yeah, we want to win it. We have a great chance. We have a great team, blah, 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 blah. But when they get on the pitch and they look like headless chicken, I don't see it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, th- I think. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think uh, we they really need to step it up because if you looked at the Lyon game today, they held their own against uh, PSG, and that was after playing like a couple games. I think I think they played the Coupe de la Ligue and the Coupe de, la, de France. Uh, in the past, I, w- I would say a month, and then they had obviously some friendlies, but it's not going to be an easy task. That, that's for sure. And you, especially being down one goal, you can't half-ass it. So, 
Well, with, we will see what happens. So I'm not even thinking of the Roma game. I will, I will watch yeah. the game. <laughs> I hope. So if Ronaldo wants to, to uh, spend 45 minutes on the pitch, let him have it. You know, he, he can try. He can try. But I, uh, I don't remember who Lazio is playing, but I think it's some, uh, some measly team and Immobile will, will go for more. Well, Lazio is playing Napoli. Ah. So it'll be yeah. tough. It'll, it'll still be tough for him. I mean, he's going to have to, you know, try and get some more pens. But I think I think he can he'll score at least one there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I go think so. One. He'll go for one. Even even if they'll they they'll uh, they're gonna rip one of his legs off, he'll he'll go for one goal. <laughs> for, for, for sure. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope to to see something different. In, in the sense of, you know, rest some players, put some kids on. Because right. if if they are part of the roster and they're registered for the for Syria, put them on the field. But I don't see why, for example, why Sari isn't doing it. For example, I mean, you won the season. It's not like you're gonna you're, you're not uh, some uh, record holder for us. You right. didn't you didn't win it with the most points that Conte. You didn't win it in in the the shortest period by any <laughs> by any perspective. So right. take a chance, put some kids on, even if we sell them, you know, up their prices a bit. Exactly. Attract the players, goddammit, and prepare prepare for Lyon. I mean, I hope all the all the scribbling on that on that notepad that he has. <laughs> so. Whenever I see him scribbling on that notepad, my my blood pressure kicks up. Right? <laughs> I'm like, what are you scribbling? Are you sending it? Uh, you know, are you sending a note on the field? Is someone gonna read this? Is it gonna be discussed? Anything? Because I don't see any change, right? right? So I hope he's scribbling something on that notepad for Leon. If yeah. he does, crap. He can send me the note. I'll frame them or I'll lead them. We'll, we'll choose when the time comes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting, and uh, I think you know anything can happen. But I also think we do have the team, so there's no excuses. Uh, it's it's now or never. Absolutely none. And you know, with five subs, even if he wants to play some of the starters to make sure they have their legs, I mean, with five subs. There's no excuse why you can't have it both ways. Uh, it's not like we have three subs now, so yeah, uh, definitely shouldn't be a problem. But let's get into this game. Obviously, like I said at the beginning, it oh, was God. a it was a yawner, man. Uh, the the line the lineup was kind of. I expected there to be more young players in there. Obviously, Buffon got the start. I kind of wanted to see Pinsolio start because he hasn't played yet. Uh, Obviously, Rugani was in the back line with Borucci. Quadrado was on the right back. Obviously, Alexander on the left back. And then we saw Bentacur, Pjanic, and Muratore. Obviously, like we've been saying, he's on off to Atalanta. Um, obviously, then we get to the front, the forwards. Bernardeschi was on the right-hand side. Iguain and Ronaldo because Dybala's out. But, uh, yeah, no, 4-3-3, same formation. 
let's get into this uh, minute by minute recap. You know, you look at the beginning, and it just seemed like it was the Ronaldo show. Everyone was trying to get up the goal uh, or the goals to get, to get him closer to break the record or to, to win the Capo Caraniere. And, uh, you know, it's it's weird. Uh, you, you see at the beginning, like, horrible passes. Uh, Alexander, I see making a run, but Ronaldo doesn't even give him the ball. Uh, but Muratore gets a nice shot off. Then we get into around 10 minutes. Uh, you know, everyone's standing uh, and watching. Really, the defense is, like, shocked. And Kalini's moving the ball around. We get, we get obviously, on the wing. I believe it was... Uh, who was it? Uh, it was... I believe it was Simeone that, was, that, that crossed the ball... To Battiello, yeah. which was on the opposite side of the box. And then Battiello puts the ball back in across to Galliano, who's a young player. Obviously, it was debut, I believe, or his one of his first games. And he just smacks it in. And we're already down one nothing within eight minutes. So yeah. ridiculous. Uh, I looked at something. Ronaldo was basically getting covered the whole game. I mean, ninth minute, Quadrado crosses in. And... Ronaldo, you know, is marked by three defenders. He had three guys on him surrounding him. And, I mean, it's just, it's going to be very difficult if we don't have Dybala on the pitch, you know, to, yeah. pull some of, to pull some of those guys away, right? Well, to me, the, the, the main issue was, okay, we're trying to get uh, Ronaldo to score, right? So he can be maintained in this... Uh, yeah in this competition that he has with, with Mopoli. But the issue is we tried too much. Yeah. So to me, it, it looked like we were struggling too much to do that instead of, you know, how about we, we score one or two goals and then Ronaldo can have his fun. You know, we, like Lions do, we, we, we play with the play. Right. But no. No, it was like the whole game. Like I can list you all of these. Like Bernard asking to Ronaldo, 15th minute offside. He should have got the ball off quicker. Uh, 17th minute, Cagliari counter, Quadrado again. This is why I'm not comfortable with him being a right back because he barely even ran back, and they had they had many guys on on three. Obviously, Alexander was back there with Borucci and Rugari, and, and they had a great chance. Uh, then we get into the eighth minute. Ronaldo's really trying to make something out of nothing. And Selfish holds onto the ball, does some stepovers, blasts off the players. So, I mean, for him, I, I didn't really like him this game. I thought he was one of our worst players. Uh, he was really selfish. He didn't need to play this game. He should have just uh, went on for like 20, 30 minutes, got his legs, keep his fitness, and then went off, sat on the bench. But nope. Keep scoring, and, I, and I'm even hearing that he wants to play. He's telling Sadi that he wants to play tomorrow against Robo, which I think is ridiculous as well. And well then it was just, oh, go ahead. Go given ahead, given his, his, well, his fitness, and I think he's one of the most fit players that we have, <clears throat> given his, his uh, rigorous training uh, 
routine and the extra training that he does. I think, yeah, if he wants to, sure, go ahead. But I think that we should we should aim for something like 45 minutes. So one yeah. half, one half should suffice. If it goes the same way if, as it went with Cagliari, just you know, give it a rest. Yeah. Next year to to try again. Right, exactly. And you know, 21st, 22nd again, too much. Uh, those chances, we too much again on chances. Uh, 31st minute. Bonucci with a great strike off the corner, um, but obviously was wide. And then, uh, again, I keep writing, 33rd minute, Ronaldo show. Uh, no, offside. He was offside again. Yeah. Uh, 37th minute, Iguain with a volley, which was probably our best chance out of all of them, was just over the bar uh, off the corner from Bernardeschi. Then in the 43rd minute, I don't know if you remember seeing this, but you know, a, a cross or a ball's put in over the top and Ronaldo chases it and kind of chests it down to keep it in. And then he kind of like bends over the, uh, the, the what do they call the uh, the advertisement boards on, uh, on the side of the pitch. And yeah. I, th- I thought at that moment there, he, was, he just realized that it's not going to happen this year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, like you said, I agree. He should just wait till next year. Try it again next year and not risk anything because there's there's so much more for this team can achieve that if something were to happen that that was bad to Ronaldo I mean that's just a selfish move for something that really doesn't need to be won uh, to be honest since we won the Scudetto already yeah but I think I think look next year yeah. if we we manage to actually get someone well. Someone in the the midfield as an right. extra for Arthur, we can have something interesting, right? Because right. if he wins it, he's going to be one of the oldest winners of of the Capocannoniere right. title, right? So you know, it's it's a double record, and he and he likes records. Right. If that doesn't kill his fancy, I don't know what does, right? So he. <laughs> He can he can do a double a double whammy on that one, right? Right. Why not? But yeah, he thinks more of you know he focuses on the present. So I think he'll he'll berate Sari into having him on the field as right. much as possible. But I I still believe more in in his uh, professionality, you know, and he. He will say, you know, I'm done. Let's let's do Leon and focus on that one. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow, my friend. Or obviously today for you, excuse me. Yeah, um, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's keep going. Obviously, Alexandro puts a beauty of a cross in, just over Ronaldo's head in the 44th minute. Drops to Bentancur, lays it off to, or sorry, drops to Bernardeschi. Lays it off to Bentancur with a low shot save, and it just seems like we couldn't do anything. We were tr- we kept trying, even in the second half, we kept trying, trying, trying. Uh, it didn't seem like anything was doing. Uh, and then obviously in the 46th uh, run of play, uh, Simeone uses Bonucci as a screen. Uh, Buffon just lashes it into the net, and yeah. Buffon completely misses it. Uh, 
Then Cuadrado straight from uh, Alexander Cross in the 47th. And, uh, you know, Pjanic's free kick was close in the 48th. But, you know, then we get into halftime. And, and I saw that replay uh, on the second goal. Bernardeschi just loses a battle uh, with Simeone. And that was just game right there. Uh, he gets a take. He gets the ball. I don't, actually, I don't think it was Simeone that took the ball off him, but it was definitely a solid Cagliari uh, player uh, that 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 just beat him to it, and then they were off to the races. And that's something I did like to see. Uh, there was a play in the second half where you know Ronaldo kind of overextends uh, to keep a ball in or something, and I think that's just uh, that's risking an injury there. I mean, there's no need to do that. He's had knee issues in the past, and it almost seems like he overextended just to get the ball. Just let the ball go out. It's not you, you were down two nothing at this point. Game's pretty much over, especially with the guys we have. Uh, there was a there was a bunch of subs. Obviously, in the 61st minute, Matuidi comes on for Moratore. Zanabakia comes on for Pjanic, and uh, we add a little bit through there. But again, it was pretty much mostly you know, yeah, taking too long. Stupid passes, stupid plays, not using our head. Uh, you know, Ronaldo had a bunch of attempts. Uh, Alexander had a close header uh, near post off of a, cro- a corner. Uh, but, you know, that was it. Obviously, then Peters came on for Bentancourt, another young guy. And, uh, you know, at this point, it was really tough to pay attention. We were controlling the ball, but, you know, nothing really special to get the job done. And then, obviously, the youngster, Olivieri, comes on for Higuain to get some minutes. And we keep pushing, pushing, but nothing happens. Obviously, we lose 2-0. For me, I think just whatever, a tired effort, something that, you know, you can't really look at, but because it doesn't necessarily mean anything in the long term or, you know, help help us in the future against Lyon because uh, it was just such a poor performance. Uh, obviously, I have a new segment. It's called Three Up, Three Down. Who were your three players that you, you thought need, needed improvement and three players that, that you thought were our best players on the field, if there was three players? doesn't need to be three. Jesus. Uh, so three players who needed improvement and three... Yeah, like who, three, three, uh, three, three that were great. Excuse me. Three that weren't great, and and three that were that were that you thought played had a pretty good game. I mean, this is this is really hard. <laughs> oh yeah, this, this for this one, it's gonna be tough. Here, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you mine to start then. So, for you three players that I thought that didn't play well at all, Ronaldo's gonna be in there because I mean, yeah. it's just like wasn't capitalizing on his chances. I mean, was we doing can, way we, too much. Yeah. Higuain could go just as well because he... Higuain he, was, like, silent. Oh, yeah. Like, you, like, he, wasn't he even there. No interest, no interest. Yeah. And, uh, well, we have the, the roundup of usual suspects, which is Bernardeschi, Bonucci, and Rugani. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to blame Bonucci for uh, not doing his job and, you know, prancing around the field, as I call it. And, yeah. We got yeah. we got uh, shots again. Yeah, and, I, I agree. He sh- he should have let that shot in on Buffon. Um, I think that was just easy to easy defending. 
you, sh- you should let the player shoot uh, our goal from that far out. Yeah. And I'm going to say... Especially when it's one-on-one. Moratore was one of the good ones because he at least tried. Yeah, I think, I think Zanavakia as well. He, he had some efforts yeah. in the second half. I'd have to so, give it to him him as well. I'm going to commend the kids for, you know, the, the youngins for, for actually trying. Right. Zanavakia, Zanavakia and uh, Moratore. Because I, I don't... I, I don't have a third. I don't have a third. Right? Yeah, me, me either. Me neither. I was I was pretty much just going to say all the young players that came on and, yeah. and gave a showing. I, I got to give the respect. But yeah, it was, I, it was weird. I wish we could have got some more. We didn't see much of him, right? Yeah. So he was there for right. him, but I didn't, we didn't see too much of him. I, right. I don't think. Well, I don't remember because you know it was such a such a, a, a mood killer. This this uh, game, I mean, it was impossible. Jesus Christ! Right, yeah, that, that's that is true. But okay. uh, let's get into uh, obviously the the post match comments from from Sarri, and oh, uh, yeah, just to see what he had to say. Uh, he kind of made a comment of obviously winning nine in a row, but they're thinking about the ten. Or oh, sorry, that was the Dybala quote. Sorry, wrong, uh, wrong list. Uh, where are you? Here we go. So he talks about obviously the goals conceded. Uh, they can worry us, but tonight's defeat will not a typical game. But it's clear that they have to be more solid. Uh, the Lega gave us problems. We're the only team in Europe that played five games in 12 days. Let's see if we can play the under-23 in the last game to recover energy. And uh, there's a bit of hope recovering Dybala. Let's see the developments in the next days. And maybe he can play a part of, of 90 minutes. And I mean, I hope so because it seems like we we missed so much with him not being in the lineup. And also the fact that, yeah, we have played a lot of games and, you know, some clubs are going to be coming in either fresh because their season's finished a month ago, like Bayern, or even a week ago, like uh, Real or or even Premier League. A lot of the teams do. They were done, so it, it didn't matter. But, you know, well, it, for us, it's going to be tough. Like I said, five games in, in 12 days, that's, that's a lot. It's pointless that he whines now, you know, about well, the fact about the fact that, you know, uh, we played a lot of matches in five days. Right. Uh, you, you could have won this easily oh, yeah. you know, some months ago and then, you know, have, have the, the, the luxury of doing as many switches as you want between the games. Right. And if you would have lost, you know, a few games along the way, no one would have cared because, you know, the trophy, the trophy would have been in the bank. Right, but but then again, who am I if not a measly a measly fan from far away? <laughs> well, me too. Me too. Sing to the choir, my friend. Yeah, but I think I think it's it it is going to affect us. I mean, sure, he's whining about it, but I I, I think it is not going to just be something to look overlook uh, because you know. Especially with with the injuries that we've had, I mean, it, it's it's tough. Uh, 
but hopefully we can overcome that and Dybala can come back, like I said, and we can, we can move on uh, for, from there. Uh, that's pretty much it from, for, for that segment. And, you know, I think the next game, I, th- I think it's, there's a possibility of, of another big rotation, but I don't know. Uh, it all is going to depend on if Ronaldo wants to play or not. And, you know, what's on Sadi's notepad, right? Like you said. It, it all depends. It all depends pretty much on him. So if he will be, if he will stress himself over this, sure. He, I think, I think he will make another attempt. Even if, come on, it, it's not, if, if we play as bad as we did against Cagliari, we're not going to trash Roma at all. Yeah. I mean, and he needs he needs a thrasher of a of a game, you know, to actually kick them really really good to yeah. score. So I think uh, in terms of the next game, again, yeah, like you said, I, I think we did a good performance, and we have the five subs, so there should be no excuses. Uh, but you obviously, four, oh. goals. four goals. How can you make that difference? I mean. Yeah. I mean, it would be it would be an extremely if we trash Roma that hard. Sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a, a Ronaldo jersey, another <laughs> one, okay. But I'm not holding my breath over that one. Okay? No, me neither. <laughs> me neither. I'm I'm reserving my my rights to not hold my breath on that well, one. As as they would say here, I would bet the farm on it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, you're going to end up homeless if you do. But uh, anyways, it was awesome having you on. Uh, we have one last segment on, Sergio. Uh, again, just uh, we like to talk about, you know, different stories related to Juve, most memorable moments with Juve. Uh, some could be, you know, going to the stadium for the first time and, and telling us what you witnessed. Uh, some funny stories meeting the players or, you know, even cheering for Juve. Family rivalries, anything like that. We like to hear it. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to leave the floor to you. Uh, but yeah, just let us know anything. It could be, you know, obviously you said you went to Torino to yes. watch the games. Uh, but yeah, anything you want, my friend. Give us a good story. Family rivalries, I don't have. Okay. Uh, my mom actually buys me a lot of merch because she, she lives in Italy and she sends me much and uh, she buys me whenever Gazeta dello Sport has uh, the calendar because right. they have calendars or they sell them separately she buys me the, the Juventus calendars and she sends them to me cast and oh, awesome. all, all the you know uh, my things yeah. and uh, accessories mostly but uh, I did want a lot to, to go to, to Torino and see the, the match. And uh, technically, that was my uh, 30th birthday gift. And oh, awesome. uh, my wife at the time bought the tickets and she didn't tell me anything. Right. And the match was on the 15th of October. Okay. So she... She didn't say anything, and you know, she at the end of the the 
the bags, you know, uh, I had the tickets and I was like, get out of here. So <laughs> we went and, uh, you know, it was playing Udinese and I've been on, on, on big stadiums before, right. but I didn't see them full, right? Okay, in this case, like the, the entire section dedicated to the Udinese fan wasn't completely full. But, you know, at least the, the rest of the stadium was full. So I was very emotional on, on that one. So I was a bit of a, of a teary-eyed uh, fan on that one. When, you know, you hear the song every time before the game and you hear them yelling the, the names of the players. But, you know, I was there and I got, I got the chance to do that on the pitch and we were like the second row from the pitch that's awesome man and, for me uh, for was, that was the, the, the most in satisfying fan experience you know as a Juve fan and of course we, we got the chance to yell at everyone wake up do your, do your stuff it's Udinese for Christ's sake so uh, Dybala scored once, and then in the second, uh, the second pass he scored again, and we were all happy about it. So I was, I was quite happy once that I got to, to Torino, and then, then we actually won the game. So I didn't go there to, to, to end up uh, unsatisfied or, you know, with a loss. I would, yeah. would have had satisfied with a loss. Come on. I mean, we, we lose this. Yeah. Yeah, we uh for me one and as well. So it's good we were on that on the on the winning record side for going to the stadium because uh it would definitely suck having to pay, well go through the experience even that I went to went through and having to pay for that. So thankfully we uh obviously in my game it was Sampdoria that we smashed. I believe it was four nil. But uh yeah, man, awesome story, my friend. This this was a two one, so that's why we were yelling uh, "wake up" because yeah. we got. Oh, I think I remember exactly when this is. I think I know when you when you're talking about it. This was this year, right? Uh, no, this was uh, 2016, actually. No, I think I know which one it was. Then I'm okay. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I remember exactly which game you're talking about. But uh... yeah, well. I'm talking about the times when Mandzukic and Hernanes yeah. were even Benatia and Evra. Yeah, yeah and I was, I was really proud to, to actually see, you know, Licksteiner used to be, uh, uh, his nickname was Forrest Gump, because he used to run. And I actually got to see, witness firsthand what, what it was like. Yeah, yeah. I know that. That's sweet. He, he's very, he, he deserves it, actually. <laughs> And uh, yeah, man, that's that that's that's a sweet story. So I want to again thank you for coming on on such notice. Obviously, we had to make it work into the yeah. night, but uh, no worries, man. You're always welcome to come back. Thank you for having me. And if if you know if you will finish your rotation and you want to have me back, I'm I'm, uh, I'm definitely available. definitely but will, Sergio. I I say I say we can we can arrange in in such a manner that. It's gonna be early night, you know, early morning for me and late yeah, night yeah. for you. So, you know, you you won't be that tired. Ah, uh, no worries. I'll f- wait. If we can do something in the afternoon next time, 
uh, we can do it uh, in the in the same day. But yeah, unfor- yeah. unfortunately, today I had to work, so we couldn't do it at like two o'clock. But uh, that would yeah. be nice in the future. But again, yeah. thank you, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. You're always welcome at any time. Uh, just hit me up with a message. And uh, guys, like I said, we're all talking in the WhatsApp group. That's kind of where we all met. And uh, again, please follow at uventinita.dal on Twitter and Instagram, Podbean, Podbean, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, We got Google Podcasts as well, iTunes Podcasts as well. So please check out those platforms. Stay tuned to Twitter as that's where you're going to be getting your... uh, Oh, there we go. We got got the visual for the end of the show. Beautiful. You know, so, I, I couldn't go out, you know, without representing. The, yeah, with the squad, the squad, yeah. Yeah. With that beautiful jersey on as well. Yeah. So, guys, as usual, like all the platforms we said, and, you know, stay tuned to Twitter. That's where you're going to get the notifications and the links right away as soon as they're out. Obviously, for me, I'm going to try and get this out as soon as possible, obviously before the Roma game. And uh, as soon as this is done, I get straight to work on it. But, uh, yeah, again, thank you, Sergio. Obviously, he's not a big Twitter guy. So if you do want to yeah. talk to him, please be go, please go into the WhatsApp group, like I said. And uh, he's on there a lot. So uh, you'll, definitely, you'll definitely run into him at some point. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, again, thank you for listening. As always, fino alla fine. Forza Juventus. Ciao, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.